Welcome to the Quartering Podcast for Tuesday, the 6th of December. First up, Elon Musk just torched liberal media over Twitter files hypocrisy. Continue to furiously refresh Elon, Barry Weiss, and Matt Tabibi uh, Twitter feeds to find out if we're going to get any Twitter files part two. Make sure that you click that red subscribe button down below so you get notified uh, when I go live. The second they do, I will live stream them. Of course, we had a blast doing that this weekend with about 30,000 people. Uh, so I, I hope that we can do that again. But I wanted to point out uh, two absolutely savage replies um, by Elon Musk talking about not just the liberal media in general, but also specifically the New York Times. It seems like he is certainly using his power at Twitter, his new his newfound extra attention to grind some axes. And I 100% uh, understand and support that. Uh, and that said, you know, some people don't like that. And that's fine. They can be wrong. Uh, just a reminder, as the Twitter files continue, coffee brand, coffee.com, it's my company. Nearly 20 different flavors of coffee, flavored and unflavored. We have decaf, cold brew bags, K-cups. We have a dozen organic teas. We have four flavor cocos. We have dark chocolate-covered espresso beans. We have accessories, grinders. We even have a gift box builder and pre-built holiday gift boxes. 10% off using promo code TwitterFiles, one word. Uh, and um, need a last-minute Chris Christmas gift? These gift boxes come wrapped in a fancy box. box. And all you have to do is stick a bow on them. You're good to go. And you'll be supporting the channel. Elon Musk slams liberal media for deceiving the American public and not being truthful by ignoring the, the president's son's computer story. Uh, as they set about smearing Matt Taibbi for his Twitter files expose. Now, we talked about in an earlier video today the way the mainstream media moved in ridiculous unison to ensure that they uh, smear Matt Taibbi by, by, by calling him a hack, by saying he was running interference for, quote, the world's richest man. You know, journalists who are supposed to be doing actual research and having independent thought were all using the exact same words. Um, and it was hilarious to see play out in real time. We saw Meteorite report, report on that, and here we go. But what's interesting to me is... The New York Times themselves, as well as media, must response came the same day. Oh, you see here. I'm sorry. Twitter took extraordinary steps. We saw this. When asked about the backlash by podcaster Clayton Morris during a Twitter Spaces call on Saturday, Musk said that he thought journalists disparaging Matt Taibbi should do some self-reflection. Quote, the question was, are you surprised by all the blowback against Matt Taibbi over the last 24 hours, Morris asked? Quote, a number of liberal news organizations, a lot of news, liberal news reporters came out and really slammed Matt Taibbi, which was really shocking, he noted. What was your response to that? Elon responds, well, I think some of those people should be looking in a mirror and wondering why they were deceptive in the first place. Why did they deceive the American people, he replied. And instead of trying to redirect blame to Matt Taibbi, accepting some responsibility themselves, to not being truthful to the American public. I mean, he's 100% right. It's, it's like many of them outright lied. 
knowingly or not so knowingly, I suppose. But even more of them, I think, you know, I would argue had plenty of reason, plenty of times that they omitted things. How many of these blue check marks that keep saying the Twitter file story is no big deal? How many of them are going to show up in these emails where reporters are demanding tweets get pulled down? How many more of these are we going to find where the, you know, the mainstream establishment that we saw the DNC in like specifically the Democratic National Committee email James Woods's account and asked Twitter to look at it and they suspended him. This also a second article. Elon Musk slams the New York Times for ignoring his expose about how Twitter censored uh, the laptop as woke outlets, including the Washington Post, CBS News, and ABC, all avoid the story. There was a tweet this morning I wanted I shared, and I want to give that person, the original person, credit because over the weekend, if I'm remembering exactly right, the mainstream media covered the Twitter files. For seven seconds. Now, I don't know if Tara Servetus actually did this infographic, but you know, you never really know. But they did show when they're when they're not lying about the news, they're blacking it out. Twitter files on Sunday news shows. Seven seconds. Seven seconds. And and the, the massive amount of cope from the the left-wing establishment media, Variety, um, uh, uh, The Verge. There were several articles, if I remember correctly, and maybe getting, and maybe those may not be the specific ones, but there was about a handful of articles from people that were like, oh, the Twitter files, that was a nothing burger. That was a nothing burger, big deal. The government's infringing on its citizens' First Amendment rights. What's the big deal? By the way, if you're not subscribed yet and you're watching this video, you just came across the channel, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it if you click that red subscribe button down below. If you're on YouTube or if you're in Rumble Odyssey or um, BitChute, please subscribe there. The more people that subscribe, like literally, the more YouTube shows my videos to new people. And uh, we're in a nice little run here, heading to the end of the year, meeting a lot of new people. If you don't know, you know, I read my comment section. Several, I check the comments several times on every video. If you've been on one of my live streams, I try to interact with all of you. I have a mailing list at the quartering that I the quartering.com. I'm on locals at the quartering.locals.com. But I would ask, I, I'm, uh, but if you can subscribe, please do. Elon Musk went after the New York Times on Saturday for not covering his expose of how Twitter executives were urged by Joe Biden's staff to delete tweets relating to damaging information. Other left-wing outlets, including CBS News, ABC, and The Washington Post, are also yet to cover the Twitter files, despite their contents causing a sensation among American conservatives and free speech advocates. What's shocking to me, this is why, like, look at, like, anyone in my, either my first Twitter, actually the summary video, even from today, the, the Twitter file summary first, it is, share them. Like, it is shocking how many normies are going to know nothing about this. Like all CNN has to do is not cover it. And, and like 30 or maybe even 40 people will not see the story. But now if you come, if you combine in like Washington post, CM, MSNBC and CNN, whatever, there might be t t hundreds of people that don't get to see this story.
I kid. Sadly, lots of people watch those news networks still. Uh, I'm sorry, those entertainment networks still. And it's it's shocking. Like, how do you at least not cover it? You at least cover it and say you didn't think there was anything that big of a deal in there by not covering it. Aren't you admitting that it is a pretty big story? I mean, they cover if Donald, if, if Trump rips a toot, uh, it, how many Diet Cokes he drinks a day, how many scoops of ice cream he has, how many, how many, like all this stuff. He's not even the president anymore. But they won't cover this, where we have literal government officials infringing on United States citizens' First Amendment rights? You think that's not a story? Other left wing also, in response to alleged lack of coverage from the Times, Musk described the newspaper as, quote, an unregistered lobbying firm of far left politicians. 100% true, in my opinion. The comment came in response to a tweet from conservative radio host Clay Travis, who said, There is not one single article about Elon Musk or the Twitter email released last night on the New York Times this morning. Musk responded, That's because the New York Times has become, for all intents and purposes, an unregistered lobbying firm for far-left politicians. Yeah. But that's why the power of like independent journalism is growing. There's no mistake that this channel grew by like 100,000 subscribers in November because people are more and more and more turning away from CNN because they're keeping people in the dark. Of course, on Friday, Musk promoted the Twitter thread by journalist Matt Taibbi, which we talked about. But how, how much more will his personal crusade against journalism expose? And how much more good will it do? Because it will do good. Because that's, th- these things need to be revealed. I need to know if the FBI or any other government agencies were asking people to remove my tweets. I feel like... That should be all right, at least through some sort of Freedom of Information Act. If they were using Twitter to squash political opponents, I think that's kind of maybe a big deal. And next up today, Tim Pool House attacked again last night. Tim Pool IRL crew needs protection. Uh, the things going on at Tim Pool's home are unacceptable. They continue to get worse. But I'd also like to report on yet another person uh, who is dealing with a similar outcome and maybe discuss a little bit about what's going on here. So Sarah Gonzalez, who's a friend of mine, uh, tweeted out, in the last 48 hours, I've been doxxed, threatened, and mass spammed because I'm bringing up, well, grooming. To be clear, threaten me however you like. I do, I'm not afraid and I'm not stepping, stopping until you people leave kids alone. What I find really interesting about this is this is also a similar statement was made by Tim Pool that has essentially led to this rise in um, uh, insanity, which was culminated by uh, the exchange of, of uh, gunfire yesterday. And uh, then last night for the, I believe, 16th time, Tim Pool was swatted again. Now... Make no mistake about it, in my opinion, swatting is um, attempted. You're attempting to have somebody's life ended. Uh, There's just really no question at all in my mind whatsoever about that. If somebody who's, you know, it's happened to about, I don't know, a half dozen times myself, uh, 
it is an ins- it is a situation that is ripe for terrible things to happen. Uh, if you're like me and you have big dogs, obviously you're putting their lives at risk. Um, you're putting the officer's lives at risk uh, as well. And then obviously the the person who lives in the residence life at risk. I want to be very clear that people ask like, um, you know, oh, why are you so hard on people that like uh, people people want to people want to uh, excuse Ian Miles Chong? You know, Ian Miles Chong admitted to, and I have shared several times, swatting somebody. People are like, oh, it's not that big a deal. Let it go. What? There is only one reason people do this, and it's to try to get somebody's life ended. Okay, this is you're free to disagree with me. You could think it's a meme or a joke, but you know, in my opinion, you're just wrong. And you've probably never had it happen to you. Uh, you know, I had them drag my wife out of bed in the middle of the night, uh, standing in the street, handcuffed, uh, with, uh, you know, 15 barrels pointed at her because some idiot didn't like the things I said online, right? Any moment during that interaction, something could have went wrong. Somebody could lose their life, right? You get some rookie He's a little happy on the trigger. Uh, you know, my dogs get out. They protect me, which is what they're trained to do. You know, this happens all the time. I'm not, like, making this up. We had somebody, uh, I believe it was in Ohio, who lost her life to this. And, um, and also, of course, dogs happens all the time. So, you know, I don't really leave a lot of room for it's not a big deal. Because if somebody's willing to do this, they are the probably literal worst human garbage on the planet. Uh, And it's obviously a waste of law enforcement resources as well. Somebody needs legitimate help, you know, while these people are standing around outside your house. It's, It's insane. And so people, you know, that's why I'm so aggressive about it. And things escalated yesterday uh, as, of course... To recap, a crew of people, not just one, broke into Tim Pool's place. Now, I have more details that I have behind the scenes, but this is all Tim says I can say publicly, which I understand. Okay. He wrote, they are lucky to be alive. Uh, After nearly being struck um, by 9mm, they panicked and dropped their belongings and fled the property. Please stay away from my buildings. This is West Virginia and you will get hurt. I mean, you'd have to be insane to break into a West Virginia home. Not only is everyone armed, blah, 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 blah. No one got hurt. Police are on the scene now. Well, uh, you know, I've talked with Tim. It, it looks like these people will likely get caught based on some of the things. And that's good for once, right? Um, I don't know, you know, right now, if I, I can't confirm or deny if they're like, you know, Anifa weirdos or just meth heads or something. We don't know that for sure yet. Uh, but... You know, this comes uh, in the weeks following nonstop doxing and threats that Tim Pool has had to deal with. Nonstop online. Right? Nobody cares because he's a right-wing commentator, right? Look what happened when that, uh, that trans individual in Canada uh, who's, who send, who, who's happy to send prescriptions to minors and stuff like that, uh, allegedly. Um, you know, they get swatted which it wasn't that actually the police just showed up to put her under arrest it was not a swat um they they also let them in the house it wasn't it's not what they say but anyway they grifted over a hundred thousand dollars off it and mainstream media covered it endlessly for days 
Tim Pool has been swatted 15 or 16 times, including again last night, not a single mainstream news article. You know, obviously I'm partial to it too, as somebody who has had it happen to them many times too. Somebody's going to get killed. That's what's going to happen. Okay. It's disgusting. Uh, if it, if it turns out that the people at, at Tim's were related now to the people who are going after Sarah Gonzalez, I would not be surprised. People, you know, for some reason, protecting these creeps and weirdos is really, really important to a lot of people. A lot of people with apparently nothing to lose. People too cowardly to debate the ideas. People too cowardly to show up themselves, but to send law enforcement uh, on YouTubers because they don't like their videos. There's a popular streamer, Aiden Ross. I saw a clip of him. Looks like he apparently cannot read, but he is very popular. Um, he's got a guy who's swatting him and like telling him that he's doing it uh, in his uh, in his live chat. He's calling in and saying, yeah, I did it. I did it because you have black people on camera or something like that. He says, ridiculous, right? And then also allow me to, you know, spread some blame here to, to law enforcement too, because, you know, I could tell you, I sympathize with the individuals who have to show up. Um, and this is last night, by the way, got swatted again. Law enforcement doesn't exist in this country anymore, private security or nothing. <laughs> It is insane that they can't seem to solve this. Here's how it works. I'll tell you exactly how they're doing it, okay? And it's pathetic that our law enforcement, you know, they're too busy worrying about empty boxes in Trump's house than to do anything about this. You know the FBI could figure this out in a day. They could. Here's what these people do. They use a VPN, and then they use a text cell service like TextNow or whatever, one of these services that are located outside of the United States to send an automated telephone call or text message to law enforcement or the power company they'll do. Uh, they'll say there's a gas leak. Anything to get emergency services to show up at your house, really. Once the police stop showing up, they'll call other people and hope that they show up at your house. And what the reality is, is the PD has this like win, no-win situation where they have to show up, right? They have to show up. But then sometimes they show up with ATF and they show up with the SWAT team, right? Like they did at my house, like they've done at Tim's house. When you really should be able to look at something and see, oh, this was an anonymous text message sent through a text service or an email, or whatever the case is, it's probably not real. Maybe we just send a plain clothes there just to check in or pick up the phone, you know, figure out what's going on, do a, you know, drive by the house, check on things before deploy, like, you know, I understand that they're in a bad position because the first time they don't show up, you know, they're going to be liable or held liable, right? But the problem is when they show up, you know, they show up at my house, they they essentially force their way into my house. saying we have exigent circumstances. We get to come in and we get to walk around, which they do. No matter how thin the threat is, they'll, they'll want to come into your house, right? And then things could go wrong. Things could go very wrong. I saw the red dots all over my garage when they showed up at my house. Lunatics. You know, and this is number 16, I think, for Tim. And again, with Sarah Gonzalez, I would predict this will happen to her. 
I know that even talking about it for me increases the likelihood of it happening to me again. I have many more systems in place now. Uh, you know, the PD can't even get to my house without, you know, without calling me. So, you know, but it, it's, it's ridiculous. So, so, so Tim is Tim supposed to pay for private security now? People say, oh, just hire security. Do you have any idea how expensive that is? Eight to $10,000 a week. That'd be like for two people. Eight to 10 grand a week. Right? You're talking about two to three people, I guess, at that rate. To sit at your house, sit in a car. You know, if you, got, if you have somebody who's, I mean, I'm talking about anybody who's good. You know, and you hire some off-duty cop, you're still probably a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks minimum a week, and they're not there twenty-four-seven. Remember, you're hiring somebody for twenty-four-seven. So is that what Tim Pool's supposed to do? Is that what conservatives are supposed to do? Right-wing people perceived who are right-wing, we're supposed to have to hire our own security because we're not the right orientation and get the press outrage. Right, Sarah Gonzalez, like. How many times will she have to get swatted before the police do anything about it? What's going to happen is somebody's going to lose their life. And it's going to be at Tim's house and some 14-year-old pizza-faced loser is going to make, hey, 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 it was totally worth it when they get locked up because that's when they'll finally investigate. You know, I've had a detective on my case for some time. He's had leads here and there, but because of the nature of the system that they use, it's difficult to actually track it down. So they show up. And they keep showing up. Now they just call me. It's, it's whatever, you know. But I mean, I had to have a lawyer contact them and file, you know, threaten to file civil uh, rights violations, things like that. Is that is that what we have to do now? If you're going to be if you're going to have any kind of opinions perceived as conservative. I worry for Tim and I worry for his staff because now you have people who, you know, breaking into your property and exchanging, you know, weapon fire. It's a scary time. Uh, be safe out there, beanie boy. Um, and be happy that you, you can have some private security, but not everyone can afford that. Our law enforcement needs to do, absolutely needs to do better at finding and arresting these people. Because you start locking these people up for the crime that they are actually committing, attempting an attempt on someone's life. You put two, three more of these little pizza-faced losers in, the, in, in prison, okay? It'll stop. It'll stop. You start catching them, it will stop. It's that easy. And next up, Ethan Klein meltdown backfires after attacking Jesus. H3 podcast fans and Hassan left uncomfortable. Yikes. Some interesting commentary to make here. Look, I, I'm sure it's a joke. I don't want him banned off of YouTube for this. Let's just get that all out of the way. What I find interesting, though, is the self-destructive behavior. It's really baffling. It's really interesting to watch. It's almost like the stuff with Ye, isn't it? Like Ethan opens his mouth and just says something heinous. I guess to get into the news? I don't think this is the kind of news that he wants. You know, I, I don't actually think this is helping his cause. I don't, I don't think that this is helping grow his channel. Um, and it's, it's really kind of disturbing. You know, I really, you know, really hope that, you know, at some point he will find some happiness in life. I mean, his channel continues to shrink. He has very pretty good views. I'm not going to pretend like he doesn't have 25 million views on his channel. Okay. That's a lot, but he hasn't gained a subscriber 
in almost a year. Minus 10,000, zero, 20, 30,000, 40,000, 50, 60, zero, 70, 80, 90, 100, 110, 20, 30, 40, 50. He's lost 160,000 subscribers consecutively. He's, you know, he's still got his loyal fans, but what I think it's interesting is, is this rant and the reaction to it. Like I've said this many times before. I'm not like a super, you know, Christian kind of guy, but I understand how many of my audience are and I respect them. I respect really all religious beliefs. And uh, it just seems so weird to kind of toss this, this kind of stuff out there. Um, it's unfortunate that uh, maybe this is how he feels he can get content or relevance or, or news or whatever. I want to show the clip and then some of the reaction to it. It's tough because the clip, I'm not going to watch his show. It, it, it seems like it's just so sad and it makes people really angry. So there may be something that have been late leading up to this. But this was tweeted out by Quarter Black Garrett. Doing my part. So you could say this is from a show he does with um uh interse internet uh uh himbo uh Hassan Piker. When he Hassan's not walking around playing other people's content while he's not even in his chair and collecting tons of money from kids on Twitch, he does a show here with Ethan I, occasionally. It doesn't even seem like it's that often, maybe it's every other week or whatever. I couldn't care less what either of these people have to say about politics. That's really not interesting to me. Sit in your parents' basement and cry about it. Uh, shout out to whoever put this up and, and bleeped out the curse words. Yeah. And I'd do it again. Give me the spear. Uh-oh. I'll, gonna, I'll gonna, do it gonna, again. You're going to piss off the weird hysterical nerds, dude. Good. If Jesus was here on a cross, I'd that, spear him. Even Hassan appears to be uncomfortable, which is saying a lot. Now, again, this doesn't offend me. It's just a sad, what it's really, it's just like the sad attempt for, what do, you th what do you think the word for it is? Like, he's trying to be edgy, I guess, at 40 years old. He's trying to be edgy, so like, he says weird, heinous things. But, you know, a lot of people are religious, and a lot of people see, you know, Jesus as their Lord and Savior. A lot of friends of mine do. Uh, and I respect that a thousand percent. And they didn't like this. The response to it from Christians hasn't been awesome. <laughs> no, he's not gonna. That'd be funny if he got banned. No, I'm not that. That's an that. insane thing. No, no shot. <laughs> oh, Give wow. me that. Oh well. I, again, I want to be very clear. I don't want to ban either. I want the content to react to. I want to be able to critique it. You know, I think you know Ethan is you know we've all said some heinous things it's just man he's on he's on a bender of saying heinous things a hammer and the spikes well, i'm putting if, it up there if someone could do it it's ethan he'll find a way i'll i'll do it again okay i liked it the first time and i'll do it again nick he's talking about the crucifixion i'm getting on a call with all my jewish brothers and sisters there's 30 minutes left i really want to make dan proud let's let's I'm, you know what I'm planning this Christmas? No. Nope, a mock nope, execution nope, nope, mm -mm. of Jesus Christ. No. It's like he can't. First of all, it happened on Easter. Even like the most like third grade level education around Christianity knows what Easter is. Um, so Christmas would not exactly be the right day. Uh, I suppose if you wanted to... Um, 
to do that around your home on Christmas. I guess you don't celebrate Christmas, you celebrate Hanukkah. So yes, okay, you can recreate the crucifixion on Christmas, Ethan, I suppose. 30 minutes left. I really want to make Dan proud. Let's, let's. I'm, you know what I'm planning this Christmas? It's like he knows there's like there's blood in the water. He knows that he's saying something insane, but he has to like double and triple and quadruple down, which I guess, you know, I, it again, it doesn't offend me. He's clearly saying this for comedic purposes, but a lot of Christians don't think it's very funny. And I think it's very fair to point out that if he had said this about any other religious leader, it might be very different. Knock execution no, no, mm -mm. of Jesus Christ. No. Dedicated to <laughs> Nick Fuentes. So interesting reaction. Uh, uncomfortable laughs. A lot of the comments, the older he gets, the sadder it is. Absolutely not. Um, it looks like discount uh, Chenk Uger here is recognizing his growing irrelevance. So he's going to try to think of the most generically edgy things to say. I mean, it really is sad. Um, the, the channel is just hemorrhaging subscribers. Now that's going to happen when you have like millions of subs, right? And eventually there's going to be a point where you're losing more than you're gaining. You're probably still bringing in new audience, but you're just like, that'll happen to this channel too. There'll absolutely be a point where I'm not gaining subscribers anymore, um, but I'll still have good viewership. And that's where his channel is. By the way, if you haven't subscribed yet to the channel, let that be a wonderful reminder. That'd be absolutely great. I would really appreciate it. I know you might have to create an account or whatever, but it's it's it would be greatly appreciated. You see Tyler Henson writing, uh, Ethan Klein saying that he's planning this mock whatever for Christmas. Give me the hammer and spike. I'll put him up there. Even Hassan seems uncomfortable. Lauren Chen, who's also Christian. Uh, Ethan Klein is the type of person who would call a, a slight breeze uh, anti-Semitic if it knocked over the tub of Cool Whip he was nursing. And yet... This is the way he talks about another religion. I think that's a fair criticism. Vatican Dublin, I don't know who this is, but he's a Jewish pod. Here's Jewish podcaster Ethan Klein screaming for his Jewish brothers to, uh, you know, spear him again. He liked it the first time and he's planning to do this again. Um, he's also previously called for the Vatican to get uh, erased off the planet. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, oh, here's the clip of the Vatican one. You know, remove, you know, to remove the Vatican from the planet. Again, I, I don't think there's anything that's in particularly, you know, particularly off limits for comedy. I don't think that this is funny, but that doesn't mean it's not a joke. Um, I do think it's, it's really more sad than anything. I feel bad for Hassan. Hassan's star is still rising a little bit. Certainly he'll, he'll, he'll have a nice prominence boost when uh, during the presidential election in 2024. I'm not sure that he'd want to continue to sit next to Ethan Klein. It, this is a bad look on top of, you know, getting banned off Twitter. Uh, I mean, this has been some downfall. If you actually think about it, like him and the, him, Ethan Klein, and is following the same arc as Ye, but not as crazy. Right. Got himself banned off Twitter on purpose. Got his wife banned off Twitter. I'm sure she's not happy about that. Um, got, you know, several YouTube vacations. Said some heinous things about Ben Shapiro. Again, was it a joke when he said that he, if there's another big H that he hopes it happens to Ben Shapiro first? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, there's a lot of people, in particular Jewish people, that don't think that's very funny. Um, but... 
Is it a joke? Probably not a good one. But uh, this time he goes after Christians and, and people aren't very happy. Uh, and I think that, you know, I, I understand where, you know, you have Melanie Mack here, who's a Christian, saying if, if he thinks he's going to hurt anyone but himself, he's going to be in for a rude awakening. You know, Melanie is very open about her faith. Um, and, you know, she didn't care for this. She writes, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. If he thinks mocking Jesus is going to hurt anyone but himself, he's in a rude awakening. Wouldn't want to be you, bro. Yeah, I mean, go ahead and mock Jesus. It's not off limits, but, uh, you know, you probably have some Christian viewers, I would imagine. Uh, she writes, they tell on themselves when they say they hate God, it proves they know he is real. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not a very super religious person. And, you know, I'm not personally offended by this. I'm more interested in the downfall. Um, you know, the, the, there's, the, there's a point here where, you know, viewership has, was up for him in November, but it was, you know, pretty low for the rest of the year. So maybe these wild outbursts are helping the channel. It's possible. He had an all-time low in January. Maybe he took some time off, I think. But, like... It's, the channel is not appealing. The best month he's had since last July was gaining zero subs. That's probably got more to do with it. Um, he's probably bored. He probably doesn't want to do this job anymore. I, I got to guess he's lost his passion for it. So he's just willing to say just absolutely insane things. And he probably doesn't care about getting banned. But he does have many employees that, you know, hope to probably continue to get paid for some amount of time. So it's certainly been interesting. Make sure uh, you check out MetaPCs um, when you're ready for a new computer. I've got a new one coming in two weeks with the brand new AMD chip and a 40 series NVIDIA. Hopefully sooner than later. I mean, uh, how I'm going to need, I need the, the biggest GPU on the planet so I can read news articles on the internet. And next up today, Elon Musk just blasted Wikipedia for removing Twitter files and being biased. It is a snowy Tuesday here in Wisconsin. Many of us waiting for more information in the Twitter files, but the world does go on. It, well, sort of. Uh, and interestingly, many of the left-wing publications have spent the days following the initial Twitter files drop pretending that it's no big deal. Pretending that the government infringing directly on its citizens' First Amendment rights by using the tools like social media I don't think it would be that reasonable to, or that unreasonable to assume they've also done similar things on Facebook, similar things on Instagram, YouTube even, you know. If they have these systems in place with Twitter, don't you think they have these things in place with YouTube? I would think they probably do. Now Wikipedia, which used to be a place where you could go and actually search for things and, you know, get educated a little bit. Um, you know, but it's, you know, it's also slowly been turning into like this left-wing political outlet. Wikipedia itself is now trying to bury the story while also begging for money. Twitter files investigation. This is a screenshot from Wikipedia, which is still live, which I'll show you. It says here, this article is being considered for deletion in accordance with Wikipedia's deletion policy. You see, Twitter Files is a Substack article, not really, by Matt Taibbi, published on December in December 2022. It has presented internal emails among Twitter employees who are discussing moderation of content related to the New York Post article that fomented the president's son's computer controversy. 
better source needed. Officials of the Democratic Party and Republican Party asked Twitter employees to remove tweets they flagged. Now, this is a direct infringement on First Amendment rights of United States citizens by government, like by the United States government. I, I don't really know how else I can paint this. Like, this is a massive, massive deal. And then you see, here's the actual article, right? Uh, let me pull up the article. Look at this. They're begging for money. Right? Give us $2. Give us $2. You'd be better off buying $2 worth of coffee. Just saying. Give us $2. Look, this article is being considered for deletion in accordance with Wikipedia's deletion policy. Please share your thoughts on the matter in this article's deletion discussion page. Feel free to improve the article, but do not remove this notice before the discussion is closed and do not blank the page. So if you go here, the Twitter files investigation, you look a lot of this. I don't know where to start explaining why this should be deleted. It's a disaster. Maybe we can have Twitter files article, but not one. I mean, what? There's literally like bots in here. If you read a lot of these bots, like delete, uh, draft, delete. There's a cross wiki pushing the situation of as a horror historical event. Delete, delete. So there, all these votes seem to be for delete, by the way. Delete. This was generally ignored by the media with good reason and thus failed to establish notability. What? So you're saying, oh, well, the government decided to, you know, ignore this obvious massive story because they're probably implicated in it. So we should delete it. There's hardly any votes for keep. Here's a few on the bottom, a nice run of keeps. Delete. I think it's pretty clear that a single tweet thread doesn't deserve an entire article. The story in question isn't even in the public interest. Are you joking? Are you joking? The government infringing I, I would really like look if you're somebody that doesn't think this is a big story I would honestly love to have you on my show I want to meet the person that doesn't think that the government using social media to restrict individual citizens first amendment rights is not noteworthy are you kidding me you, you I mean what if you look at their deletion policy there's a lot in here that says, you know, content that meets at least one of the criteria, criteria for speedy deletion. Copyright violations. No. Vandalism. No. Advertising. No. Content forks. No. Article that cannot possibly be attributed to a reliable source. Also, no. Articles for those who attempt to find reliable sources are difficult. Also, no. Fail to meet relevant notability guideline. That's the only thing that maybe they could say. That's the only reason. Files that are unused, obsolete, no. Other than any other article, template, the namespace, contemporary established separate party for that namespace. The only reason that you would consider deleting this is because Twitter themselves will, are saying it's not a relevant story. Elon Musk resp responds to this story by saying, most of the earth. The uh, mainstream media is biased. Wikipedia Cite a mainstream media source to confirm this claim. Wikipedia has a non-trivial left-wing bias. And then he tags in Jimmy Wales. What are your thoughts? And if we look at Jimmy Wales, who is 
the founder of Wikipedia, his timeline is full of EDS. That's Elon derangement syndrome, as well as TDS. Jeff Jarvis, who uh, is don't care, uh, tweeted, Musk's new algorithm is feeding me this. Looks like a, a Ted Cruz tweet. And then Jimmy Wales replies, and you tweeted about it. Mission accomplished for him. I'm sorry to say. I highly doubt, like I extremely highly doubt that Elon Musk has changed the Twitter algorithm in any way, shape, or form yet. He hasn't even removed shadow bans or search bans, any of that stuff. He hasn't really done anything. So to, to, to suggest that he's making algorithmic changes is absurd. This is the founder of, of Wikipedia. Obviously not taking any time to reply. You know, he just, he just tweets about left-wing politics. UK Labour's Party, Labour MPs talking about... He, he just, he's obsessed with left-wing politics. Oh, and ripped to a cultural icon from Sesame Street, which is also went from left-leaning to full-on woke trash. I mean, it, it's it, the idea that, you know, Elon is absolutely right. I mean, and, and it's hilarious to me that anyone would give these hacks money, by the way. Like, who is giving Wikipedia money? That's what I want to know. Probably the people that want, probably the people that want this deleted. I'm going to go ahead and guess. I'm going to throw out a wild claim that maybe the people that are giving Wikipedia money are the very same people that want this article deleted. Why wouldn't this be here? I mean, they also have very little references to it. But it, they're not letting anybody add anything either. Wikipedia is and has been compromised for a very long time. And whether, you know, however you feel about Elon Musk, I would say that it's pretty nice to see um, somebody calling this stuff out. I'm not going to pretend that Elon Musk is like definitely going to be better and that Twitter's just going to be perfect because it's not. We've already seen his policies on, on Alex and his non-commitment to actual free speech, even though he says he's a free speech absolutist. He definitely is not a free speech absolutist. Um, but like, they're just going after, we saw this with the, they went directly after Matt Taibbi too, didn't they? When I say they, I mean the left-wing establishment journalists. They went directly after him to discredit him simply for posting absolute facts. And everyone's, if you notice, like the, the narrative has now switched to uh, D-picks. Oh, everyone, oh, they're, they're just trying to, the right wing is mad that they, they can't have D-picks. No, no, they're, again, these people are completely ignoring the fact that they are infringing on Americans' First Amendment rights. And next up, Indiana Jones woke backlash director attacking critics and calling fans names. Well, Indiana Jones is off to an auspicious start. We've seen some of the initial uh, previews and hype around the film, and a lot of people are concerned, rightfully so, I would say, concerned that they will be doing what Hollywood always does. Take a beloved male character, generally straight and white, and replacing them with, well, literally anything else. A woman, a, a person of color, this is what Hollywood does. This is their only real creative outlet these days. And with Indiana Jones and the Dial of Dennis, Des Destiny, which is the, a terrible name, a lot of people are very concerned 
that they're going to bring in feminist Phoebe Waller-Bridges or whatever her name is to replace Indiana Jones when we had a replacement for him. His, you know, we had Shia LaBeouf that could have replaced him. Now, I'm not saying that I would want Shia LaBeouf playing Indiana Jones, but I mean, they had the whole story. Many rumors came out about disastrous uh, filmings, screenings, things of that nature. Many rumors came out about her replacing Indiana Jones. So many rumors online, in fact, that the director himself decided to lash out about the rumors. Now, I will say this about James Mangold. He's made some great movies. Uh, Logan, for example, Ford versus Ferrari, uh, The Wolverine, um, 310 to Yuma, which I love. I know it's a remake, but I still love it. Walk the Line. Um, these are all, you know, Girl Interrupted. These are James Mangold directed films. So the guy, like Heavy, also, like he, he generally has a pretty good reputation in terms of American film um, and going back for almost the last 30 years. He's also known to go on a few unhinged rants on Twitter uh, here and there, which I suppose you get kind of like, you know, you get a little bit of a give and go. You want to get at, you want to talk to these people sometimes, these Hollywood people, let yourself be heard. But then when they come out and they're called people trolls and a-holes and all this other stuff, it gets a little curious. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny director, James Mangold, calls leakers trolling a-holes, claims rumors about Indiana Jones being replaced are not true. Now also remember that there are several rumors. Uh, first, you know, first of all, the Indiana Jones, I don't, I don't want to watch a hundred year old Indiana Jones. I don't want to. I don't like when they use digital de-aging because I know how old Harrison Ford is. It's like when they did that with Samuel Jackson, it's like, bro, I know he's like a hundred years old. You can use digital de-aging or whatever you want, but I know when I go in there and it's hard for me to suspend that belief. Now, maybe it's not like that for most people. I guess it probably isn't, but when I know that's what they've done, it's hard for me to unsee it. Indiana Jones and Dial Destiny director James Mangold took to Twitter to bash scoopers and respond to rumors that Indiana Jones will be replaced by actress Phoebe Waller-Bridge. A separate rumor from the Daily Mail in September 2021 claimed that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is being tipped to replace the veteran actor as a female version of the fictional professor of archaeology in the adventure movie franchise. An anonymous source also told the Daily Mail show business's editor, Katie Hinn, about the rumor. It would, say, it would be a huge statement and a great role for Phoebe. Another source stated, quote, The gossip is on the set is that the character will slot into the leading role. Now, there's, again, also another rumor about just horrible uh, reviews, screenings uh, happening, you know, test screenings happening for the film. Uh, that I'd probably be more worried about that a rumor about, you know, her replacing him. Now, in a now deleted tweet, the user wrote, quote, Well, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny looks amazing, James Mangold. But if Indy dies or is erased from existence with Phoebe Waller-Bridge taking over, then you won't hear the end of it, sir. He added, I hope that Overlord DVD is wrong. I just have Indy and Marion just have Indy and Marion retire. Mangold replied, One more time. No one is taking over or being replaced or replacing Indy 
or donning his hat, nor is he being erased through some contrivance. And he never was. Not, not in any cut or script, but trolls will troll. And that's how they get clicked. So essentially he's saying like, oh, this is just complete bologna sausage. It's all made up. Where have we heard this before? Where have we heard this before? Oh yeah, Kevin Smith. Remember when Kevin Smith called Goldfish TV and other reporters liars? Or Clownfish TV, sorry. Calling them liars for reporting that um, He-Man would take a backseat in his own show. Called him insane, called him misogynistic, called him all sorts of things. And then that's exactly what happened. Because Pepperidge Farms remembers. She continues, Please don't exhaust me pointing out how once in a while, a troll is right. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut now and again. All one has to do is look at a set of photos and interviews, and you get enough info to make wild guesses about a movie plot. The difference between trolling a-holes and everyone else is they're trying to make money off your feelings. Bro, I'm sorry. Is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny a free movie to see? Or is James Mangold trying to make, make, make money off our feelings and nostalgia for Indiana Jones? I, I didn't know it was a free movie to see. Anyway. Make money off your feelings and other films and culture war politics. They push controversial guesses as coming from, quote, sources to gin up clicks. Let it go. End. Well, I don't know. I mean, here he also. Is it possible that it is wrong? Yeah, absolutely. There are a couple of my peers on internet, on you know, in this space, and I'm not like calling one out directly. I'm really not. But they have an awful lot of anonymous sources, okay? A lot of them. And they're usually wrong. Very wrong. So, you know, I understand where James Mangold is coming from here, especially when there's this wild rumor, a rumor right, kind of spreading wildly about terrible screenings. This isn't the first time Mangle responded to rumors regarding Indiana Jones being replaced by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. In the middle of November, Mangle responded to rumors about disastrous test screenings, claiming that there had not even been any. Maybe that's true. Lead Dr. Mangle, have there been any test screenings of Indy 5 yet? Rumors are flying. Nope, have not been any test screenings at all. Now, that was in November. That was a month ago. He claimed that rumors regarding Fieber Waller Bridge replacing Indiana Jones were also not true. Any man gold on the, any info on this? Indiana Jones test screenings have been disastrous. One of the endings, which was said was the least popular one, had Phoebe Waller Bridge replacing us from. Like, could you? Is it? Are these like completely made up from scratch? Is that what the implication is here? That these rumors are just completely made up from scratch? I suppose you, you could make like a, a living doing that. But what do you really gain? I mean, I guess if you're these websites, like we got this covered and others, and you're like printing this and putting ads on it, but it's usually like an anonymous source and then websites cover it. He then specifically addressed Overlord DVDs, particular rumors. Telling one user, it's up to you who you believe, anonymous troll named Basement Dwell or Overlord DVD or the actual director of the film. 
He added, no one will ever replace Indiana Jones, not in any script, not in any cut, never discussed. Now, I am inclined to believe James Mangold because he has made excellent films and he is really putting his D on the table denying this. That said, we've been lied to before. We've been lied to many times. However, Mangold already has a penchant for lying when it comes to Indiana Jones. Back in July, Mangold got caught lying about degrading YouTuber Matthew Kadish, who expressed his concerns about Indiana Jones on Twitter. Kadish wrote, To anyone thinking Indiana Jones might be good, let me point out, one, Steven Spielberg is not directing, two, Kathleen Kennedy is producing, three, Harrison Ford is 78 years old, four, it's written by Jonathan Kasdan, who wrote Solo. Mangold responded, Thanks, Matt. One, keep making the world a better place, crapping on things in the first week of production from your basement. Two, never seen a script by John, nothing against him, just reality. Butterworth and I started from a blank page. Three, one to three hours. One to three are hugely talented, all at my side. So, you know, I don't know. He went on to describe Kadish as a clickbaiter and a nightcrawler. Thanks, Axe. I don't mind people griping and prognosticating, but on my watch, false information, ageism, and snark, ageism. No, nobody wants Indiana Jones because he's 100 years old, and we want to see action and adventure. From so-called journalists is going to be confronted directly and forcefully. IMO, these clickbaiters like to dish it out, but like nightcrawlers can't stand the light. I mean, you're welcome to come on my show, James. Less than a month after this exchange, though, Mangold will take to Twitter again, writing, um, I never said people who criticize me live in basements. People who criticize me all the time, and I don't get such comments. I think you know what caused me to reply to the specific clickbaiters the way I did. And I have said sorry if in my anger I spoke too broadly. Kadish reacted to Mangold's lie and spin writing, saying, first thing Mangold said to me was that I was a basement dweller. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, exactly how all of this plays out. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. And last up today, Elon Musk is mass banning leftist accounts. Media has been absolutely gaslighting the public after, well, not only the release of the Twitter files, but also really in general since Elon Musk took over Twitter. And now they're trying to push this most hilarious of agendas that, I mean, it's just literal fake news, but they're trying to say that Elon Musk is purging. Now, wait for it. When we know that, now, he, I'm not saying these two things are connected, but there's two things that are happening right now. We know that Elon is taking a very strong stance against the type of bad, bad, bad images, you know, particularly of the people who are not uh, in a position to defend themselves, right? The mainstream media is also proposing that they are purging left-leaning accounts that Elon Musk is pur So maybe these two things are related. I don't know. I would need a data scientist to prove that. Here's a, in, in this week in, in crazy, crazy uh, mainstream media lies comes a new article from MSNBC saying, it sure seems like Elon Musk is purging left-leaning Twitter accounts. Interesting. Musk isn't the champion of free speech he claims he is. Now, look, if this article was about, hey, you know, he said so-and-so, you know, he was going to let Alex back on. 
Um, he didn't do that. No, he never said he would, but he won't let Alex back on. And, you know, that's a free speech issue. We could agree on that. Um, you know, what he did banning uh, Yay, you know, that's a free speech issue. You, you might even agree on that. Um, the fact that you're going to make the claim that Elon is banning left wing accounts is absolutely insane. By Zeeshan Alim. Elon Musk has presented his brief tenure as CEO of Twitter as a bid to revive free speech on the platform. But there are signs that he's quietly suspending left-leaning accounts for ideological reasons while reinstating far-right accounts that broke Twitter's rules in the past. Now, let me tell you this. It is extremely unlikely that Elon Musk is pressing any buttons to restore people on Twitter. I mean... If that were true, you would think Carpe Donctum, some of the bigger right-wing media accounts, would already have been back. It's extremely unlikely that Elon himself is pressing the button or identifying particular accounts, even as we all memed about the, you know, I tweeted about uh, Nick Ricada's account, then it got restored. It was probably just coincidence. Probably wasn't Elon literally seeing my tweet. It's a deeply wor worrisome development. Musk has established himself as a fickle king. Pickle King of one of the most influential public squares in the Anglophone world. He currently has absolute power to silence any dissent in a space where news and commentary go a long way towards shaping political possibility. Nobody had this problem when Jack Dorsey had the exact same level of power. You know, I just want to say that. Zero people had this problem when it was Jack Dorsey of Parag Argawal or Vijaya Gadi who are all in you know, singular positions of power because they did their bidding. Right now, it looks like he's choosing to intervene against the left while simultaneously reactivating neo-Nazis and far-right figures who are generally booted off the platform for hate speech or incitement. They don't know any of these things to be true, by the way. They're just saying it. According to a report in The Intercept, ooh, wow, Musk has suspended several notable left-wing accounts. Again, Elon Musk is not suspending anybody. Musk, uh, over the past week, a number of them were anti-fascist researchers and organizers who focused on documenting far-right activity. Notably, the disabled accounts documented in the report were singled out for criticism by the far-right writer Andy No, who Musk often publicly interacts with on Twitter. Musk invited No to report Antifa accounts that he should suspend directly. The Intercept reported. In at least one case, No seems to have succeeded in directing Musk to suspend the account that No failed to get suspended by Twitter before Musk took over the company. Evidence, please? Is there any evidence whatsoever that Elon Musk is doing any of this? No, of course not. There have been other puzzling examples of Twitter disproportionately suspending liberal or left-leaning accounts. By the way, at this point, they have labeled, listed zero accounts. So MSNBC has listed zero accounts. I want to point out, hilariously, Tim Pool took, posted this article. The NewsGuard rating of MSNBC News, 57 out of 100, 57%. It does not gather and present information responsibly. It does regularly correct it does not regularly correct or clarify errors 
essentially saying, you know, this article is uh, hilarious. Their Twitter files that Elon Musk were promote the promote were supposed to be a smoking gun about Democratic election interference at Twitter. Instead, it was another massive flame out. Was it? Well, if it was such a massive flame out, then why are you so obsessed with telling us that it is? I like Libby Emmons says critics of Biden did not say Twitter should share the reporting from the New York Post about evidence of influence peddling found on his abandoned laptop, but simply that Twitter should not censor it. Twitter's censorship was a result of intelligence agents telling them to look out for disinformation about him. The FBI knew about the contents of the laptop because they had it in their possession. Here's 5,000 likes, and yet here you are, four days later, running damage control. I mean, that's exactly what they're doing. There have been other puzzling examples. Again, not, not linking, not listing anybody. There have been other puzzling examples of Twitter disproportionately suspending liberal or left-leaning accounts, some of which were just as mysteriously reinstated. Oh, so they were reinstated. Oh, okay. So this is a non-story? Is that, is that what's going on here? This is just a, a complete non-story? Like, no story whatsoever here. This article on MSNBC lists zero examples. And Forbes, this is what Forbes is reporting. The janitors at Twitter have gone on strike. It's probably because Elon Musk already took out the trash. And here's MSNBC again. Listen, MSNBC, I don't know whether to laugh mercilessly at your dramatic language or challenge you to back your claim on the laptop that got Trump impeached back in 2019. What... It, uh, what is this propaganda even? Are you even trying anymore? The article reads, Over the weekend, conservatives, led by Elon Musk, tried to whip up right-wing fury and manufacture a political scandal after Musk had promised to share evidence of Twitter wickedly wielding its influence. Well, we, we know that it did. We know that Democrats... We know that Democrats d- directly asked Twitter to take things down. MSNBC was involved. No wonder they want to downplay it. And here's the initial report that MSNBC is reporting on. Okay. From, they took this nothing article from a week ago where there's two people, Chad Loader, who is notoriously, who's notorious on Twitter and VPS report. So two accounts that were both notoriously bad actors. And that's it. So I don't think that he is targeting left-wing accounts. There's absolutely no evidence of that. And how about this? Remember the 51 people that all signed that piece of paper that said, um, you know, Twitter should definitely suppress the story and that the laptop... Here, do these idiots still have their security clearances there after their bold face, bold face lies about the laptop? These are the 51 intelligence experts who falsely discredited the laptop and still will not admit it. It's pretty bizarre, isn't it? Pretty bizarre. The whole thing is pretty bizarre. The whole thing about 
uh, it's being a left-wing thing? On what planet? 